When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, multi-hyphenate, all the hyphens, comedian, actor, writer. His hilarious stand-up specials are perfectly stupid. Trust me, and how do I land here? His wildly popular strange news podcast, Bananas, is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Please. Welcome, the very funny Kurt Braunhaller. Hello, Kurt. Thank you for joining. You know, I'm I'm not going to lie to the listeners. I haven't looked at your fridge yet, so we're going to look at this together. Please do, and you guys can see Kurt's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. This is a this is a very dense fridge. It's a very dense fridge. Um, stocky. It's stocky and dense. It's like <laughs> wide and dense. <laughs> I feel like my fridge changed so much when I had kids. When I was single, it would be like a rotisserie chicken, half empty, that was going bad, and like some seltzers. (laughs) And now it's just every food imaginable. Yeah, this is a definitely a kid fridge. You can tell which ones are the kid fridges and which ones aren't. Automatically, you got the little yogurty things Uh with a fruit puree that's in the bag with the screw top. When did those take over? That became like a thing, like overnight, the the little, like the the bags of just like squeezing purees into your mouth. We try not to do it. This is like, those have not been in our fridge for years, but like my, I went shopping with my son and he was just like, he's three and he was like, oh, please, we got it. And I was like, okay. And so that's like a special, special treat. But those things are so wasteful because it's just like... <laughs> Those right. kids have like two sips of it and they're like done. And then it's just like all this plastic that's not recyclable. And it's just like, uh, I hate it. Yeah. So they're there for a treat. And if he doesn't eat them, they'll never be back. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fake dairy products we have here. Yes. We've got the oat milk, mm-hmm. which which everyone's got the oatly oat milk now. That's like, that's like <laughs> once your IMDb score hits a certain place, it's all oatly. <laughs> I I remember when oat milk started and my buddy Chris, he was just like, all right, look, we all know it's bullshit, right? But I had an oat milk latte and it is better than normal milk. And I was like, how can it be better than normal milk? You're comparing something that's trying to be it. Like it has to, milk has to be the highest, you know? And, And then I tasted oat milk in my coffee and I was like, it's better. Oh, wow. It's better than regular milk. It's so weird. <laughs> it's definitely the best of the fake milks. Yes. That's for sure. That's not even a competition. Yeah. Now that, now when I taste almond milk, I'm like, get this trash out of my mouth. <laughs> and coconut milk, disgusting now. <laughs> I mean, the funniest thing is just how the the window for what is a milk has just expanded. Yep. Like insanely and now it's literally oh you you put water in your oats yeah it's milk (laughs) (laughs) there is a thing that i saw on instagram 
where it was just like, just turn nuts into milk on your own. And it tastes like, it supposedly tastes like two minutes. And it's just like this little machine. And I'm just like, there is no way. There's no way that is good. Or, or I'm sure it's very healthy. But there's no way you just put nuts and water in a little cup and hit a button. And then you have something that tastes good. No way. I don't believe it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's... You know, and that's when people do deep dives into the oat milk stuff. They're like, oh, well, it has a bunch of stabilizers and yes. gums to give it that texture. It's like, yeah, that's why it tastes good. Yeah, it's, that's it's delightful. <laughs> that's the delightful Literally. part. The stabilizers. Guar gum is delicious. <laughs> Apparently. You'll also notice, actually, because talking about stabilizers, if you look next to the mayonnaise at the top, that mm-hmm. is a bottle that has oat milk in it. And it has separated. The stabilizers are no longer working. Oh. And it's like water at the top and then disgusting white things at the bottom. <laughs> wow. That's what it looks yeah, that's, like. That's, 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 that's seeing how the sausage is made uh-huh. right there. It's very upsetting. Don't do that. Looks like one quarter stabilize, one quarter guar gum <laughs> and three quarters oat water. <laughs> you have a best foods real mayonnaise, yeah. which um, is like the wannabe Hellman's, the copy Hellman's. Everything. They copy the font. They copy the colors. So it is. It is Hellman's. Oh, it is Hellman's? It's Hellman's. So like uh, west of the Rockies, it's Best Foods. And east of the Rockies or the Mississippi, I can't remember which it is, it's Hellman's. Isn't that crazy? Wow. What? Did they test? Like, hey, Hellman's isn't testing well on the West Coast. I really don't know. But yeah, I I grew up <laughs> having Hellman's. You're you're from the East Coast, right? Yeah, that's so funny. This whole time I thought Best Foods was like a Kirkland brand. Like it's like TJ Maxx's mayonnaise or something. Yeah, if you look, it says in like small letters on the bottom something about like East of here, it's Hellman's. West of here, oh it's Best Foods. <laughs> wow, egg on, egg on my face. Egg, mayonnaise on my face. I had no idea. Watch, no, it turns out I'm wrong. <laughs> You've got the hipster, the hip condiment. <laughs> all the kids are using it. The flyby jing chili crisp. Um, I actually just had some this afternoon, and it is delightful. I like that chili crisp is having a moment. It is delightful. I, you know, again, it's an in, it's an Instagram serve, you know, and I got the little one. And we ate the little one, and then I was like, this is so good. I'm getting the big one. And now we've had that big one, and no one's touched it in a year, I think. So it just takes up space at this point. I just love that Chili Crisp is like, you know, it's an ingredient that the Chinese have been using for like thousands of years. And like two years ago, someone's like, wait, hold on. Let me let me rebrand this. This yeah. needs a refresh. Boom. Boom. Everyone's using it. Back to fake dairy products. Earth Balance. Yep. You got the Earth Balance. Not a butter guy? Not into butter? It's my son. My son. And you can also see he has a little famotidine up on the top for, for reflux. He is uh, lactose intolerant. So mm. all everything has we've kind of pushed over into no milk. Um, and even those like pouches that are on the bottom, those are cashew yogurt pouches for him. But my daughter still eats it. So we just also have some cheese sticks and stuff like that. And we still eat regular cheese. But the things that he might touch uh, are all dairy free now. Interesting. So you've had to make some sacrifices. Would you say the child was worth it or not worth it? <laughs> <laughs> we're still we're figuring it out. Let's see how cute he gets. But I will say the soy-free earth balance, that is the mm-hmm. closest that we have found to really? real butter. I ha- mm. And I'm sure it's not better for you in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure it's just as bad as regular butter. But it's not like the one below it is the olive oil one. Right. And it sucks compared to that one. Because I think, you oh, know what really? I think? I think the secret is is uh, they use palm oil, which is so oh, bad thought- for you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say guar gum. It's all, it all goes <laughs> it's back. All gum. Palm oil and guar gum. That's the majority of my refrigerator. By the way, how could guar gum not have a rebrand? Like that name sounds right? awful. Like it's made by a gargoyle. <laughs> I really want to know what guar gum is. I, I bet Gwar. you it's made from like some, some, fru- some tropical fruiting, fruiting tree. That's my yeah. guess. It's like quinoa. Like quinoa used to be like the main source of... It was like a superfood for like, you know, people who were like living in Peru and it was yeah. like their main form of sustenance. And then like we discovered it here and then they got priced out of it because it was too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I remember 
I remember like running into Reggie, Reggie Watts. Uh, he was doing hot tub back in the day. And he yeah. was talking about like having a nutritionist. And it was just, just when quinoa was like coming online. Like I was like, oh, so what does she have you eat? And he's like, this, this. And then you can have as much quinoa as you want. And then I always used to think like, I can eat as much quinoa. Because that's how I work with food and nutrition information. A person says something to me in passing. And then it takes about 20 years for me to debunk it or to have it confirmed. But I'm all already have been living my life that way for quite some time. So it's like, I can eat as much quinoa as I want, man. And then I realized like, oh no, you can't. You can't just only eat quinoa because you you don't lose any weight that way either. (laughs) Well, I feel like as Americans, we're always looking for the diet that lets us eat all of something. (laughs) It's like, I don't care what it is. Like, oh, this diet's great. You can have as much hazelnuts as you want. It's like, great, I'm in. As long as something can be unlimited, I am into the diet. That is 100% how American diets work. <laughs> I love that Reggie Watts had, like, there's this funny thing of, like, when your friends get uh, to, like, a level of success. Yes, exactly. And then they start, like, like oh, you have a nutritionist now? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what I do. I just ask my more famous uh, friends, like, so what are you eating? Oh, okay. And then I'll just try and eat those things. <laughs> and then you realize that that diet was, like, made for someone who... <laughs> has like restrictions that you don't have and you're like no no this is i have to have maple syrup every single day yeah someone who's as much as i want someone who's getting their muscles twitched by electricity as they (laughs) sleep or something (laughs) right yeah it's like it's not working yeah well you're not doing the muscle twitch thing that's (laughs) it's holistic man you got to do it all so i love that you have this the hipster pickles i'm a big fan of hipster pickles i love these ones the fresh the fresh pickles are where it's at now Pickles are having a moment health-wise, too, because everyone's like, oh, it's, it's got uh, probiotics yeah. for the microbiome. <laughs> that's another thing that's like, pickles are literally the first food ever was like just pickling things. And now we've rebranded. We're like, oh, it's actually good for you. It's like, yeah, well. It w- used to be because we didn't have refrigeration. Now we have pickles that require refrigeration. <laughs> and it seems like the pickles are choking out a thing of peanut butter right behind it. Yep. Peanut like butter. Peanut my butter. son just started eating peanut butter and was just like, oh, this is sweet. Because like my, my five-year-old will pretty much eat a lot of things and my three-year-old will not eat anything. So he's like, we're struggling to like put weight on him. And so uh-huh. now that he's started eating peanut butter, it's like, yeah, because it just has so many calories. We're just like, you want peanut butter? Let's get into it. <laughs> so we have so much peanut butter right now. I'm sure he's going to get sick of it soon. Or he will discover the all peanut butter diet. <laughs> the hot new thing you're going to take the shark tank. <laughs> and then it seems like you have a stack like like you're running a Jewish deli from your <laughs> from your fridge. You've got like a stack of different soups. It looks like a what do, what do we got? A lentil soup. Yeah, maybe a lentil and then uh, some chicken. And then a minestrone at the bottom. Yeah, my wife, she just has soup constantly, all the time. And so she gets these soups made from someone. She used to get them from like an expensive place. And then this woman makes them at home. And uh, it's like, she claims it's cheaper than buying all the ingredients and making the soup at home. Because we made, we do make a lot of soups. But it, sometimes when you after you get everything you need, you're like, oh my God, this soup is so expensive. <laughs> so now she spends slightly less and gets them made. Yeah, I want to know more more about this person who's selling soups out of the trunk of his car or a car. She she like drives to this person's house and but they have like labels and everything but they're like definitely just stickers on these like plastic containers. Uh, so who knows what's in there? They could be putting anything in those things. <laughs> There's this the blue thing above the blueberries. I got tricked into that. I got tricked into that yesterday. Bitchin? The bitchin, bitchin. sauce. What is that? They're like dips. There's like four or five of them. And I've gotten them before and we've never finished them. But they're very tasty. They're like a non-dairy dip. So it's like a vegan Mm -hmm. dip. And they have all these different types of flavors. Most of them are spicy. This one's not. And it's kind of like an artichoke, a cheesy artichoke dip. But it was so good that I was like, maybe I can get my kid to eat it. But why do you say you you got tricked into it? Because it was a coupon. She gave me a coupon. And I was like, all right, I'll get it. And then I don't, because uh, I've gotten bit the bitchin' sauce before in the past, and we haven't finished it, and it's gone bad. Wonderful name for a sauce. It looks like you've got maple syrup over here mm-hmm. that is done and should be thrown out. <laughs> There's still a little at <laughs> that bottom, buddy. That's some legit maple syrup. I think it's from Michigan. Oh, are you like a maple syrup head? No. That's what we in the maple syrup community <laughs> call ourselves. 
My dad is just from Michigan and sent that to me for Christmas. So I just, I have like, uh, I guess I'm like, oh, we have to use up every little drop because it's somehow special. It's daddy's. <laughs> daddy's from, maple <laughs> From the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup's a wonderful gift. It seems like it was made to be gifted though. Yeah. Right? It's it's got that vibe. It's like, got li- that, like like real maple syrup that's like incredibly expensive for some reason. It's super expensive, and it comes in like five different grades. It's like Wagyu beef. There's like A five, A four, <laughs> but like they have it's like grade triple A, grade double A, and and one A or something. I think it's super expensive because it takes a ton of like. Like one tree makes half a bottle of maple syrup because <laughs> they have to cook it down like crazy. Right. Yeah. It um, is so but- crazy also that they just put a faucet into trees and then have yes. a bucket on it. Like that's how it's made. <laughs> that's so crazy. I don't know how they could have discovered that because no. it sounds, it's, it's like a cartoon. It's yeah. like a cartoon. So, so that's on the left side of your fridge in the door. But on the right door, it looks like you got another. Yeah, that's the Kirkland maple syrup. That's the Kirkland maple syrup. Again, remnants, remnants from when my son would eat pancakes. Uh, It was like one of the only things he would eat for it. Yet, like with kids, it's just going through stages of what will they eat. And so then you have like, just like, oh, I remember when we were in that stage, it was just making freshly made pancakes every morning at 6 a.m. So he would eat like six bites of one. And it's just like, oh boy, happy that's over. <laughs> You're just constantly like a competitor on like a cooking show. It's yeah. like you just have to figure out what the what the judge is gonna like <laughs> and keep making it. Yeah, he's very specific. It only likes one thing at a time. Look, this is a great fridge. I like what you got going on here. I don't have a lot of notes. It seems like you're a good parent because there's things that you want that you're not ingesting because of the kid's sake. I think this is a this is a solid. This is an eight point eight fridge. Nice. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. If you'd like to to appeal, uh, now is your time. I would I would give it an eight point eight as well. I wouldn't give oh. it a nine. <laughs> I'm curious why you wouldn't give yourself a nine. Not, why would you? Date not yourself? enough of a not enough variety. There's not enough cold seltzers in there for me because mm. we just don't have room. I have to drink all of my seltzers room temperature or with ice. I would love to have a little section for seltzers and like energy things. I love en- little weird energy things. Mm. Yeah, that would be my main uh, uh, upgrade. And so Your that, I dink. think, I feel like that would put me in the nine. I'm not going for a 10. I don't want to have a perfect fridge, but I would love a nine. But I know why I didn't get it. I understand. I will <laughs> I will say this, and this might help because I want to help you here. Uh-huh. There's a couple things here that don't have to be in the fridge that will give you more shelf space for the LaCroix that you're looking for. Fuck LaCroix, no way. Spindrift, <laughs> baby. Spindrift. <laughs> Spindrift LaCroix is becoming the new, like, uh, In-N-Out Shake Shack war. (laughs) (laughs) Spindrift, I can get it at Costco. It's delightful. It just it tastes better to me. I mean, it is better. It's actual juice. It's yes, not like, right? like LaCroix, even though uh, I am a LaCroix influencer, they do send me boxes <laughs> of the stuff. You're a, <laughs> you're a legit LaCroix boy, like Joe Mandy. I'm a LaCroix boy. I'm a LaCroix boy. They... <laughs> By the way, they send the funniest things to their, once you get on their influencer list. Like, they'll send you, like, on Christmas time, they have, like, LaCroix, like, fucking uh, Christmas ornaments. And oh, wow. A, a whole, like, fake LaCroix Christmas tree that you can build. Like, they are just dying for you to, to Instagram anything. <laughs> that That's you. pretty great. I remember I once reached out to someone at Stumptown Coffee and I was, because they had this coffee that was so crazy. I think it's been since discontinued, but it was half juice, half coffee. It was like half juice seltzer, half coffee. And there were these crazy different combinations and they had like a pretty high amount of caffeine in them huh? that were, and so that I contacted them and I was like, please, if you send me some of this, I will nonstop talk about it. And so they did. And I just had so, I had cases and cases and cases of this hyper specialized Stumptown coffee drink. And I did, I drank a lot of it, but at a certain point, it breaks you. It breaks you having that much of a specific drink, I feel like. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm addicted to influencing. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will. I wield my blue check mark like a sword. 
and just try to get free shit all the time. And it's come to the point where I'm like, I need an intervention. Like I had an intervention with myself because I was like, I was like setting up lighting and cameras to take the right picture of like a $3 hot sauce. And I was like, Dan, what are you doing? Just buy the hot sauce. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What hot sauce was it that you, that you like so much? Oh, so glad you asked. Yellowbird hot sauce. I is love Yellowbird, baby. <laughs> I go camping with it. That's that is such an interesting way. I feel like their marketing for that hot sauce was through REI. They would sell tiny little ones years ago, years and years ago. They would sell little hot sauces that you could put in your backpack for backpacking. And that's mm-hmm. how everyone I know knows about it. It's through backpacking. And no then way. now, and now you can just get it anywhere, and it's a regular size. But they have little, like three ounce bottles that I still always take with me backpacking. And I buy them at REI at like the checkout. It's like an impulse buy as you're checking out. Yeah, they're great. It's funny. Most hot sauces have preservatives and stabilizers, like guar gums yeah. and stuff. And this was the one that came out that was like, we use dates as our as our stabilizer. I was like, oh, oh that's cool. I'm into yeah. that. And then I tried it and I was like, you know, it's kind of like how you're saying the oat milk tasted better than milk. Their sriracha to me tastes better than sriracha. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I've it, done the green it, one and I've done the red one and I haven't tried the sriracha. Maybe I got to try that. Sriracha is probably my favorite. The ghost pepper is fantastic. Okay. They're, they're just like very flavorful, which like normally in hot sauces, it's just one note. Mm-hmm. Hot, but these are like they've got like fun fl- okay. Now you see now you and I both earned our influencer rights with Yellowbird. Yeah. They're going to send us both shit now. Yellowbird, send me tiny ones. I want tiny ones, okay? <laughs> I have a lot of hot sauces here in this fridge, actually. And Are you a hot sauce nerd? I mean, you got the peri-peri here, which is cool. Like, that's a, uh, that is like a South African uh, hot sauce that is having a little moment. Yeah, this specific peri-peri, it's the t- t- Trader Joe's peri-peri. I'm not a, a fan of, but I do like peri-peri in general. I think this mm-hmm. one is just, there's too much heat and not enough flavor. I'm a classic, I'm a cr- classic crystal guy. I love yeah. crystal hot sauce, but then I just, if I don't know if you can see it, you can't. It's out of frame on the upper right, but uh, Old Mr. Dibs, I think is its name. <laughs> it's either Mr. <laughs> Dib or Old Dib or something like that. And I think I think it's from North Carolina, but it's the weirdest hot sauce where it's flavor first and then heat after you swallow. It's so weird. It's like a oh, slow fun. burn. And that's kind of the one that I've been into recently. Mr. Dib, if you're listening, I <laughs> love free stuff. Send it my way and I will post about it. So yeah, I was saying the things that you can take out of the fridge if you wanted to yeah. make more room. One, maple syrup. Maple Boom. syrup and honey don't have to be in the fridge. Okay, well, I, we were joking about it, but your pickles, I don't know if I would take a pickle out. Peanut butter definitely does not have to be in the fridge. It does Peanut butter can, can go out too. I think there's a way to do this. Also, I feel like you, what it seems like you took this shelf off of this side. I guess you needed more height or what? Yeah, I needed more height. You should take this shelf, whatever was here, add it a little higher here. Uh-huh. Just enough room Ooh, to have yeah. your spin drift up here. <laughs> oh, right. If we had one in there. Yeah. If you put the shelf right there. We would need an extra shelf. I don't know if I could find, but I could bet you I could order an extra shelf. You know, just reach out to them. Say, I will promote your fridge shelves. <laughs> and you just see me making reels. GE fridge shelves. <laughs> They're a great place to put things. <laughs> I was thinking like, hey, what's what's wrong with Kurt? What happened? <laughs> Does he need money or something? He's promoting (laughs) fridge shelves. And it's really, it's not like that he's promoting the fridge itself. He's a, he's a, he's doing like just parts of appliances. <laughs> Dyson a Cove assembly hose. I love this assembly hose in my Dyson animal. Oh my God. We're going to start a GoFundMe for Kurt. Like, <laughs> we think he's fallen on hard times. He's promoting O-rings. <laughs> What the hell is guar gum? Well, it's an ingredient derived from guar beans, which is an awful name for a bean. They basically take the bean, dry it, process it, and turn it into a powder. It's used as a thickener, and it's gluten-free, so all the LA people love it. However, in the 90s, guar gum got a pretty bad rap, and for good reason. It was used in a weight loss drug called Calban 3000. You'd basically take all this guar gum, it would expand in your stomach, and then you'd be full. Well, in a lot of patients, it expanded too much and caused esophageal blockage. And so Calban 3000 was taken off the market. Hot tip, maybe don't put the word ban in the name of your weight loss drug. It might help out. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I got to start asking you the questions that uh, I ask every guest. Yes. What is your earliest food memory? I think my earliest food memory is a, a Jersey Shore classic, the windmill. The windmill is a local chain, uh, I think originating in Long Branch, New Jersey. And I was in Asbury Park and Neptune. I, I was in Asbury Park from like two to three. So that was when I kind of had my first, I think, food memory. And I, it, was, it was going to the windmill because it was actually shaped like a windmill. So it's like, it was a big deal for a kid. You're like, a windmill! And they have like amazing hot dogs that are really long, oh, like true foot long hot dogs, maybe a little longer than a foot. And th- that just have that snap, like that really amazing snap to them. Yeah, it's funny. I just went to Jersey Shore for the first time ever, uh-huh. like a couple months ago. I had a show uh, with Brett Ernst, like we, we do like a Cobra Kai comedy show. And we were at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, which is... <laughs> Where that that where that girl got like the bottle thrown at her while she was performing? Oh my god, that one! Where is yeah. that? It's in the Jersey Shore. It's like uh, Point Pleasant. It's called. It's in Point Pleasant. Oh wow! Yeah, so Point Pleasant's a little south from where we're talking about, but not too far, like uh, ten minutes away. But it was my first time there, and I was driving around, and I was like, "There's some nice parts of this." Like oh, I thought yeah. the Jersey Shore was just like what it looks like on like the MTV show. There was like multi-million dollar homes. Oh yeah, totally. You kind of have both in in on the on the shores. You kind you still have like the weird fucked up areas and then you have like yeah, multi-million dollar. It goes town by town, really. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. but but the food scene was very interesting on the shore cuz it was like it was a lot of like it's kind of like carnival food. In Point Pleasant, yeah, all that stuff on the boardwalk is going to always be carnival influenced. But then if you go to Asbury Park, Asbury Park now has amazing food. Like the food in Asbury. Yeah, they have like, I would say some of the best restaurants in all of New Jersey are in Asbury Park. I actually am doing a show at that club again in July, I think. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to, we'll see if you're bullshitting us, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't want to do that club anymore, go to do do the House of Independence in Asbury and you can just do a one-off. That's a great spot. Oh, that's cool. Uncle Vinny's, if you're listening, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to take work away from you. Kurt's trying to take work it's away. It's okay from if you. Uncle Vinny ceases to exist. <laughs> <laughs> Great people at Uncle Vinny's. Great people at Uncle Vinny's. <laughs> I don't want to piss off Uncle Vinny. It's like run by this guy who's na- who looks exactly like how you would think Uncle Vinny's club owner looks. Yeah. And the sign, there's a sign on the stage that's like right behind you that that says Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club and it has graphics of gunshots through it. Ugh. That whole thing, that I the Italian-American uh Jersey thing annoys oh, the shit out of me. <laughs> I grew up with it, the fucking uh, dropping all, the second half of all the words, a calamar, a gavagool, a mozzarella, which is like, if you talk to any Italian person, it's not how they talk at all. No. <laughs> I hate it so much. I grew up with all those those people. <laughs> those people. Oh, my God. I, yeah, oh. yeah, you come at me, Italian-Americans. I'm ready for you. <laughs> Good luck. I would like to reiterate that I am not a part of this tirade against the Italian-American community. And a thing about the Irish. I don't like them either. (laughs) Honestly, I was raised, I look very Irish. I'm not Irish at all, but I was raised to believe that I was Irish. Like I did Irish step dancing growing up and stuff, and I have not a lick of Irish in me. (laughs) No, wait, wait, do you have like German ancestry? Yeah, it's like, it's just like Northern European in general, but no Irish. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so what is your death row meal? Let's think, I have an easy way that you're on death row, which is the Italian-American community, here's this (laughs) podcast. 
They come at you. And I take them out. I take them out. So my death row meal, I, I have a, it's a tie, and I don't know which, which solves it. Maybe you can solve it for me. It's either sushi or Jersey Mike's. <laughs> so that's where... <laughs> If we go high end or low end, like I don't know, like do I want to? Do I want everybody to respect me in jail? Maybe mm. I'll go Jersey Mike's. But if I don't care because I'm gonna die, maybe yeah. I go sushi. <laughs> but also sushi, yeah. I can get full on sushi. But then, like very shortly after, I'm hungry again. Yeah. Whereas Jersey Mike's keeps you full. So it just depends on how long before I die do I get to eat. I see. Okay, there's a couple of factors here that I don't think anyone's ever brought up, which is A, how much after the meal is the execution? Mm -hmm. And B, will my fellow inmates respect me, (laughs) even though I will be dead? Will they say he went out like a G? Or are they going to be like, did you guys hear Kurt wanted an omakase as his last meal? (laughs) I think I'm going to go sushi. I'm going to go sushi because I'm not going to worry. I'm dying. That doesn't matter if they respect me or not. And maybe they would respect me less if I ordered Jersey Mike's. Like, really? You could get anything. Right. And you're getting Jersey Mike's. Right. I don't know why I'm worried about the inmates. (laughs) So I'm getting an omakase. As comedians, we always want to fit in. We want people to love us. (laughs) Exactly. We want to be loved. I want to be applauded by the murderers on death row as I... (laughs) go to get uh, executed. <laughs> good for him. Spicy tuna was a good... <laughs> well, do you have a favorite sushi place that you go to in LA? A go-to? I don't. I don't have a favorite. With LA, LA has very good food, but it's like you gotta pick and choose your places. Whereas I feel like when I lived in New York, I could go to kind of random random sushi places and get like pretty good sushi. And in, in mm. LA... You have to go to the specific places to get actually good sushi. I'm talking about on the east side. On the west side, I think it's different. On the west side, there's probably – I feel like there's just more good sushi on the west side. But on the east side, it's like it's like Sugarfish and Yakuza. And then I, we're right near Miromoto, which literally has three tables. Uh, it's three tables. We went wow. once. It was – for the amount of money, I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, is that the place in Atwater? Yes, so I live in Atwater. Yeah, so we can walk yes. there. And I was like, wow, we'll walk over. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's egregiously expensive, but yeah. like very good. But like to it's the point where good. it doesn't it, it doesn't add up. Like, yeah. Actually, last night went to my favorite sushi place in LA, which is... And when I say favorite, I mean like it hits the sweet spot for me of price point and uh-huh. pleasure. Is it the best sushi you'll ever get? No. Is yeah. it amongst? Is it fantastic? Absolutely. It's called Sushi Gen downtown. Okay. That's good to know about. Fantastic. I mean, it was like we ate like kings and and we had drinks and it was like just over 200 bucks, which sounds like a lot. But for sushi, yeah. that's like amazing. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Sushi's a good death row meal. The, the most popular death row meal on the podcast is steak. Is Really? Yeah, people go for the steak. Is it because they don't indulge in steak often enough because they're worried about their health? So they're like, I'm going to die so it doesn't matter? Or do just people love steak that much? I think people really love an aged ribeye. They want a steakhouse steak. Is uh-huh. what they, yeah. I haven't, you know, I've gone to a... I've been to a lot of steakhouses recently, honestly, and I nothing lives up in my mind to two steaks that I had. Mm-hmm. One was at Sammy's Romanian on the Lower East yes, Side. which is no longer. Anyone who's never been to this place, how can I explain it? It was underground, so you would go downstairs to get to it. So it was a basement, a little basement uh, place, small. Um, it was a Jewish steakhouse. Um, so there was no butter or anything involved. They would have on the table chicken fat, like liquid chicken fat that you could pour on right. things. Um, and and then they had the vodka in a in a block of ice that they would bring with calipers, like ice hooks to your table and pour, which was like the best. Like if at, if I have a restaurant ever. All the vodka's in an ice block. It's such an easy thing to do, and it makes it so fucking exciting to get, like, some vodka. And then there was always, like, an old man on a keyboard, an electric keyboard in the corner, just playing music. And every single inch of the wall was covered in photographs 
going back to like the 60s of just people eating steaks at this place. And the steak always came too large for the plate so that it would fall over either side. And that steak was so good and i yeah and i think it's just because i was in my 20s you know and it was such an awesome experience that i remember that steak to being like the best steak that steak and peter luger's back in the day it's one of my biggest restaurant regrets that i never went to sammy's romania Ooh. it's just like it from what i've heard and read it's just like it was always a party everyone's it hammered everyone's party. having fun if you're yeah. serving just straight vodka it's a party <laughs> like there it is it ends everyone's always hammered and super cold vodka, it's like it goes down so easy. You just Ooh, keep going. You just keep going. It's delightful. <laughs> what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? I think it was La Bernadette in New York. Ooh, yeah. good one. That was, I remember just, there was a time in my 20s where I was just at that, I had a day job and my girlfriend had a day job and we had no other expenses other than ourselves so we would like go out to expensive restaurants a lot yeah and then that quickly ended when i when i started doing comedy full time but that sweet spot of just being like 26 with just enough money to spend it all yeah. on food so yeah we La Bernadette was really really good Gramercy Tavern is up there um yeah and in LA i i went to Nike, Nikau, and Naka, and Naka, and that was very good. But uh, I did leave like hungry at the end yeah. of it, you know. And yeah. it was like a f- two-hour tasting menu, and I left hungry. And I was like, everything was delicious, but I don't yeah. know if it's like a good meal if I'm still hungry and want to get pizza on the way home. Yeah, it's kind of to me that's like rule number one. It's yeah. like make me not want to eat any food anymore when yeah. we're done. I feel that same way about like comedy specials. Like I feel like a lot of them <laughs> have gotten like way too like they just want to like say a message and I'm yeah. like, guys, rule number one is be funny. Yeah. <laughs> rule number first. One. And then if Within you have that, extra stuff, go nuts. And that's the main thing of food is make me not have to eat food after eating the food. It's to take care of this business that we all have to do. The whole reason we're here. <laughs> Especially a place like Ennaka, where it takes three months to get a reservation. Yeah. You're, it, it's like 400 bucks a purse. <laughs> it's so like, expensive. It's funny. I uh, I went to Le Bernard down once for lunch, and I thought it was so delicious. I think So it's Eric Repair's restaurant in Manhattan. I think it has the most consecutive three-star Michelin stars of any American restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, man, that guy just keeps, he keeps slinging hits. He keeps doing it. Like, he's survived the whole, like casual fine dining scene in new york you and i were in new york at probably around the same time yeah and it was like that's when like you know places started opening up that like the spotted pig or like mm-hmm. little hole in the wally places that were serving great food but he he kept his fine dining uh <laughs> you know acumen up he did kind of modernize the food though but um yeah he kills it man like, i have like a list of like if someone's taking me out to dinner yeah where would i go that's definitely one of them Oh, yeah. What is the best low-end meal you've ever had? So this can be a street taco, hot dog, whatever. I'm going to go, again, sub. I love a sub. I love a Jersey yeah. Shore sub. And there was a place called Mike's in Belmar, which is not Jersey Mike's. So there was always there was Jersey Mike's and there was Mike's. And Jersey okay. Mike's was in Wall and Mike's was in Belmar, right near the train tracks on the ocean side of the train tracks. I don't think it exists anymore. It's a very tiny little place. But that place had, I think, the best Jersey Shore sub sandwich. Is it this? Mike's Giant Submarines? Wait, let me see it. Let me see it. It seems There's like a... a new location, maybe. But that's the this... sign. That is the sign. Yeah, this is in Belmar. Yeah, that is the sign. Mike's Giant Submarines. The subs look great. They're yeah. served on like a little paper plate with like lettuce overflowing. Mm-hmm. Bag of chips on the side. Yeah, dude, you got to. Um, I love a sub. And I love that subs seem to be having a moment. What do you? What's your go-to? I like the Italian. I'm, I go for the uh, give me one of everything. Just show that pig who's boss. Yeah. One <laughs> of every part of the pig. <laughs> that's... Uh, I mean, like, you can never go wrong with that. Jersey Mike's is the only thing I have access to now, so I'm always going for turkey provolone, mixway, extra oil and vinegar, and then a bag of chips, yeah. What is your favorite drunk food? I don't even, I guess, do you imbibe? I guess you do, because you like Sammy's Romanian. No, I do imbibe. My favorite drunk food, honestly, is usually something I'd have at the house. But if I can, like, choose, it's either going to be Taco Bell or, like, a diner meal, like a diner breakfast meal. Yeah. 
Mm. That's what it's going to be like, uh, like a like a Denver omelet with hash browns, but like the kind that are like sliced really thin and fried brown on top, like a little brick, mm. uh, and then like a sausage on the side. <laughs> what? By the way, Taco Bell is the most requested drunk food. Yeah, it's unbelievable how they've cornered that market. Isn't it interesting? Also, and it's like their whole thing, like that they realized it too. And their yeah. whole thing was like, we're open late. And they're being open late's like 11. <laughs> they brand it as a fourth meal. Fourth yeah. meal. That's their branding yes. is like, this is when you're fucking hammered and you shouldn't have another meal. <laughs> but on the on the road too, as you know, you get out at whatever midnight or one in the morning and you're like, I want to eat. And oftentimes the only place in whatever fucking weird town you're in <laughs> Is the Taco Bell. Is that your go-to road food when there's nothing else around? When it's like one in the morning, yeah. Unless there's like, unless it's a college town, because then there's always like some strange, oh, you got to go to Ding Dongs. Like Ding Dongs (laughs) is the spot at 2 a.m. You know, so I'll go to Ding Dongs or whatever. Oh, they do a deep fried pizza. You're going (laughs) to fucking love it. No one else makes it. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a reason probably. (laughs) Yeah, no one makes it. It's mac and cheese on a pizza deep fried. And it's like, all right, that's, no, no, it doesn't sound out good at all but i will eat it (laughs) they must have a patent on it because no one else makes there is like there's so many it's never whenever you go to a town and they're like oh we've got this special food it's never a food that's good for you you know what i mean it's like you go down this alley this guy's gonna take a trash bag he's gonna put a diaper in it fill it with ground beef and then another diaper he's gonna give it to you and punch you in the stomach and that's called the trash plate or whatever it's never a good like oh i feel good after eating your special treat in your small city right 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 it's usually in like some sort of rust belt city like yeah. oh <laughs> when you're in buffalo you got to but buffalo is the one that has the trash plate right i think rochester that is so buffalo disgusting. has buffalo has the wings and mm-hmm. something called beef beef on weck which is <laughs> oh right Awesome. Uh, I love Rust Belt cuisine. Like, someone's got to make a coffee table book about Rust Belt foods, like, from, like, Skyline Chili to the garbage plate. Yeah. Like, And in Philly, they have the, of course, they have the cheesesteak, but then there's another one that's inside Reading Market. It, it's, like a, it's like a very wet beef sandwich. <laughs> Do you, have you ever had that? I know what you're talking about. It's at, like, <laughs> Dilwecky's Wet Beef Sandwich Shop or something. <laughs> the names are so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. There's another Philly sandwich. Is it, like, a pork and broccoli rob sandwich? Yes, that's the one. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like very wet. <laughs> it's very wet. Yeah, you gotta get the uh, you gotta get the broth on there. <laughs> Do you have a favorite hangover cure in L.A. Home state. Mm-mm-mm. Home state breakfast tacos. What's home state? Oh, home state is my favorite breakfast. Hands really down. Hands down, really? above everything in the world. All the hands everywhere. All of them. Three breakfast tacos. I get a Trinity taco. I get a Neche's taco. And usually, like, what they have a special band taco. I usually just try that as well. But all wow. in flour. They're almost like Austin style. I think this might have actually been in Austin. No? I don't think it's in Austin. Okay. But it is. It reminds me of a better Torchies. It looks great. <laughs> Torchies. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, it looks wonderful. How have I not heard of this place? It's so good, and they are going to open one in Atwater that will be two blocks from my house, and I cannot wait. All right, we get it. You live in Atwater. <laughs> Jeez. Um, who is your ce- your favorite celebrity food personality? I, I'm sure everyone says this, but I mean Anthony Bourdain. But I, a close second, a close second is old Sparkle Tips himself. Diners, <laughs> drive-ins, and dives. What's his name? Guy Fieri, Guy baby. Fieri. I do like Guy Fieri, and I really like Guy Fieri's breakfast burrito at his um, guy, the whatever one is in the Burbank airport. If you're ever in the Burbank airport in the morning, go get Guy Fieri's breakfast burrito. It is phenomenally good. Really? It's so good. It's probably <laughs> 2,000 calories, but it is like wildly delicious. Does it have his donkey sauce in there? I That's think his famous his don- sauce. I think his donkey sauce is in there. Yeah. There better be some donkey sauce up in there. <laughs> what is your desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. One food you're never going to get tired of. You love it so much. What is it? 
I mean, I think it's a turkey sandwich, probably. Turkey Sammy? Yeah. Really? You never get tired of it? Day three of a, of a turkey sandwich? Easy. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I think I eat one almost every day anyway. So, yeah, turkey, it would be a potato roll, Munster cheese, turkey, mayo. Pickle, if I can have a pickle on the side, heaven. Munster cheese, to me, is a very polarizing cheese. Why is that? I feel like it's a great sandwich cheese. You know... I feel like provolone, everyone's like, yeah, I can take it. It's kind of the, it's like the rye bread. Nay, it's the pumpernickel bread. Interesting. Of, of cheeses. I feel like it's a, it's like, I don't even know what the fuck Munster is, but it tastes different. I love Munster cheese. Yeah. I, provolone is the, the, is the cheese that's like, I don't have a personality. You know, it's just right. like milk. <laughs> it's hard milk. It's just milk <laughs> fat. Whereas I think I'm, Munster is like, I got a little personality, but I'm not get, I'm not crazy. I'm not getting I'm not spicy or anything. <laughs> what food can't you stand eating? That is so tough. I kind of mm. like most things. You know, Ralph Macchio, who I just spoke to before you, had a great one, which no one had ever said before. What? Really, really big oysters. Oh, interesting. I, you know, I don't mind a really, really big oyster with yeah. enough with enough mignonette sauce on it, you know? Yeah. I'm going to oh. say, like, ground beef in things that are not hamburgers, I dislike for the most part. <laughs> So ground beef in like a taco. That's the most random. <laughs> I would say that that is, I don't know what it is about it. It's the granularity of the meat or something like that, that it's just like, this is blech. Especially if it's wow. if it's either super dry or overly wet. Either of those <laughs> options, I'm not into it. I don't like it for some reason about it. Like, I think it's the texture. Okay, I'm going to put a finer point on this. Bolognese sauce. Bolognese sauce is ground beef yeah. that you know is mixed with uh, some milk and cream and butter. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a huge. If it's my choice, I'm not. I'm not going to go for the bolognese because <laughs> specifically because of the granularity of the of the ground beef in there. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. No one's ever had that one. What are other ones? What are ones that people don't? other people don't like you know people have dumb ones like i hate mushrooms it's uh -huh. like fuck you you're not four <laughs> years old anymore <laughs> the one that i have a tough time with i don't know that i'd say i can't stand eating it but i do not love it is raw clams in, in jersey shore we call them piss clams and you steam them steamed piss clams steamers i'm okay with i'm okay with that but the raw ones to me it's like like on oh. a oh, when you get like a yeah, seafood yeah, yeah, tower yeah. and there's yeah. like the Oof, that's a tough one. Those are rough. Those are rough. Yeah. I remember they used to have those in, in Coney Island. And so you could go down and you could get raw clams at Coney Island. And I was and my friend would always get them. I was like, what are you doing? You, you're gambling. You're gambling here. You're going to lose. You're going to lose with raw clams at Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, it just tastes like you're chewing on the sea's ear. <laughs> Last question, my favorite question. Uh, what is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? Checks. Waiting for the check. That's what I hate mm. the most. And I, there's a new thing, and I only see it in some restaurants that I love so much, which is just a QR code that's on your table. And you can at any time access it with your phone and then just pay your bill and tip. Yes. Yes, give it to me at every single restaurant so that you don't have to wait, especially with kids. But even when I'm not with kids, that is my least favorite part. Like, I am finished, I want to leave, and now there's the whole process of, like, wait, getting the check, waiting, giving the card, waiting for it to come back, and then being able to leave. I want to be able to just be like, that was amazing. Get up and walk away. <laughs> I love that. However, I, I'm curious is that QR code also like a menu QR code or it's just it's it's like this is a check QR code that's all it is what i need is just a check QR code but the one yes. the system that i have seen it's both so you can order everything from it and then just immediately pay your bill and tip and then the food comes so this is where it loses me because i am a vehement uh, uh, revolter against the I'm the Che Guevara of the QR menu. Me too. I, hate it. I don't like it. I think we need to get away from that's the one place where we should put our phones away. Mm -hmm. It's like we're sharing a meal at a restaurant. Yes. And now you need it. It's a it's a necessity. Agreed. It's awful. It's I, awful. I prefer a paper menu as well. But I can a hundred percent get on board 
with the QR code to pay the bill because that's the end of the meal. It's done. Phone's out. We're going to go not talk to anybody anymore. (laughs) We've just done the two hours of talking. It's pretty funny because it actually, it's like, I'm sorry, server. You were literally just here to serve me. I don't need to say (laughs) goodbye to you. And this they don't want to. They don't want to say goodbye. They want to turn the table over and get another person in there to make some more money. I'm always curious if servers care when you're like, "Thank you so much. That was great. Oh, thank you for coming." Like, do they care? No, they just want to like, clear their table and get another group seated. I, I, it's taking the whole pretense out of the fact that we're friends for an yeah. hour or so. We're, we're not friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like the way Koreans do it. Korean restaurants, and I've said this before on the pod. They have it the best way, where they have the button. They have the button on the table. And you and just when you press want it. service, you press the button, someone comes over, they answer whatever your questions are, you order, they leave, they bring the food. They don't come back to check in on you or any of that unless you press the button. And you press the button, and then they're there. I like that. That's great. It's the best. Every restaurant needs to do the button. I was in... Mind you, they're also wearing a little collar, and every time you press the button, it shocks them. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> That's how they know. <laughs> I remember being at this bar in London, and they had a button like that, but it was just for champagne. It was a champagne button. <laughs> so whatever, you just hit the champagne button, and then they would bring you a glass of champagne. Which is, wow. like, it's a very funny thing. I don't I don't drink champagne very often, so I've never had a reason to use it, but I wanted to so badly because there was a button at the table. I mean, that's the best idea I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because it's such an easy way to act like a baller. And from the bar's perspective, such an easy way for them to make so much more money. Because everybody wants to just hit the fucking champagne button. It's like, oh, it's a $20 glass of champagne. There you go, buddy. You clown on your friends when they go to the bathroom. You press the button and come back. (laughs) There's champagne waiting. Oh, my God. I love the champagne button so much. Champagne button's pretty smart. You know what? That would be my death row meal. I'm sitting in the chair and I press the champagne (laughs) button. Kurt, this is so delightful. Uh, you're a man after my own heart when it comes to uh, pet peeves and whatnot. So <laughs> tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, you can go watch my uh, special, Perfectly Stupid, on YouTube right now for free. And then listen uh, every Tuesday to Bananas. Amazing. Awesome. Kurt, thank you so much. So great seeing you. Good to see you and, too, buddy. Uh, it's been too long. Yeah, we'll, we'll go get overpriced sushi <laughs> sometime soon. I would soon. love it. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.